Good morning and or good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are right now in the world. Uh, great to have you with me. This is Sean and uh, you're in the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Group live broadcast right now and also on the KLE podcast. That's the Kingdom Leadership Equipping podcast. Uh, Sunday message, um, noon. I try every week at noon to bring a message to you, to inspire you, to encourage you, to equip you. If I don't have something, then I don't share. But generally, I try and uh, hop on at 12 noon. I'd like to say, I just thought of that right now, and just how privileged I am to have you in the group, um, have you listen to, uh, to the live broadcasts, read my posts. For those that comment and... Um, likes and shares etc i really really appreciate you i do not take it for granted i must tell you i'm very humbled i'm very very uh, um, grateful for the audience that you are that you give me the the right the privilege the trust to actually share with you um, the things that god's laid on my heart i specifically have made this a group that i can Put out the content, the message that I have, because not everybody comes with the the point of view that I particularly want to communicate, and that is specifically in the title of the group, in the title of the of the podcast, which is Kingdom Leadership Equipping. People want to be part, you know, want to get onto this and share, but I'm until I have a relationship with somebody that I know they have that perspective, that point of view, that paradigm, that belief system, that, that is where they are coming from. I actually don't really, you know, I don't work with, relation, with, with people outside of that kind of relationship simply because I value your attention so much. I value you as an audience so much. I just don't want everybody and anybody just doing whatever they want into the group or on the podcast. I'm very particular about, about you. I am. I guard you. I protect the information that you get uh, simply because this is a particular message with a particular perspective that I want to bring to you. And so I'm, I'm very guarded on that. I, I, that's why I, I don't just allow anybody to come and advertise because the first thing I did noticed was, was people just started throwing on their ministry um, uh, adverts, marketing themselves, their conferences, etc., etc. And that's not the spirit of this group at all. So I'm very grateful to have you. I'm and, and uh, to be able to share into your lives wherever you are in the world, thank you. And I, I'm very focused on making sure that the content I share and the content I bring you is specific to a message that God has given me to help you know, bring about a new mindset, a new way of looking at it, a new way of leading. That's really what it is. But for others, it's not just about leadership as positional or title. You may not be a titled or a positional leader, but you, you, you may be a disciple. You may be a believer. You may be involved in the marketplace. You are a leader. 
every follower has a leader captured inside of them, you know, that has to be released and become proactive and take initiative, discover their purpose, their mission in life, and begin to live that out as their, their destiny in the earth. And that's what this is about. And so it's, it's not just about positional titled people, even, even for them. There has to be a new perspective, a new way of looking at it, a new attitude to have in their leadership, but then also for those that are not even in titles and, and positions, etc., etc. For you, these messages and this content is also important. The second thing that I would really like to share with you is I just did a post below somewhere, um, or it'll be above now, wherever after this, but you can go and have a look at it. Um, a friend of mine from England, uh, Lindy, shared this. It's about a movie. It's an article about a movie that's been made about the Iranian church. And uh, I, shared, I shared a little piece of it and the, the link to it in, the, um, in one of the posts. It's so powerful. Uh, you've got to read that. If, if, I don't know if we can get the movie, but just read the article really spend some time reading the article. It's so powerful. It really is. I, God gave me a word, just spoke into my heart before I was coming to America last year and said, I want you to search. There was no, I didn't know anything about the Iranian church. And the Lord said, I want you to search Iranian church. I said, I went to Google, search Iranian church. And what came up just blew me out the water. It just blew me away. And I could see that's where I, I began to have this affirmation and confirmation in my heart that God's going to be doing, not, not doing something new, nothing is new under the sun, but that there has to be a shift in our mindset, a shift in the way we do things. We cannot be doing things the way we've always done them and get different results. I stood up in front of a, a leadership group, uh, a few ministers last year, and I said to them, they said, have you got words for us? And I said, yes. And I, the, the thing that, that I said to them, I said, the thing that I fear most is that the church will go back to business as usual, especially in America, is that we have, we have the, the, a president that, regardless of what you think of his policies, he's more pro-church than any other president has been, taking the pressure off the church where there was tremendous pressure on the church, taking it off legally, etc., given given space for the church to have a voice again. And, you know, you've we've had, in America, we've had four years, and you may have another four years, maybe not, but whether you do or don't, you've had breathing space for four years. What have you done with those four years? What have you, and, and I said to the, this group of ministers and leaders, I said, the thing that I fear most is that we go back to doing business as usual, building buildings, building up programs, posturing ourselves, uh, doing just ministry as usual. We haven't thought about, we haven't refocused, re-evaluated re where we are at this stage in time and going forward. What happens after this? What happens in the years to come? Are we ready? Considering the statistics, considering where we are, we cannot be doing business as usual. It's not business as usual. And the Iranian, Iranian church is a prime example of that. Read that article. I, I'm telling you now is read it.
ponder it, meditate on it, and ask God to really get it into your heart. You say, well, you know, we, we're in the West. We're not in Iran. Trust me, you need to read it. You need to evaluate it because I really have a sense that this is the way forward. This is the way we need to look at this in America, in Europe, uh, wherever we are in the world right now. I really, really, really want to emphasize this to you. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a stirring in my heart. And I cannot tell you how important this is going to be moving forward. Is that to, to look at what they said, just some principles, obedience, discipleship, a discipleship before planting churches. You know, we tend to want to plant and then make disciples. We think discipleship is just an, you know, an add-on to the thing. It's not. We need to, in fact, focus on um, making disciples and then let whatever comes out of that come out of that. So that's just two little things. We're talking today specifically about where is the victory. I would like to pop up a, a just... Early hours of this morning, this came to me, and I wanted to share this with you. You remember in Matthew chapter 4, the devil, Jesus is led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And so the devil comes to him and brings certain things to him. But um, And he goes through a couple of temptations, but then in verse 8, let me just get down here a little bit. In verse 8, it says, and again, the devil takes him unto uh, an exceeding high mountain. This is the um, authorized standard version. Um, let me just pull up the amplifier. Me, I love the amplified version because it amplifies it. <laughs> so uh, let me pull it up here quickly and um, so I can read that for you as well because I think that really is always very descriptive. It amplifies it. That's why it's called the amplified version. Okay, so verse 8, and he says this, um, Again, the devil took him up in a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. So he showed him all the kingdoms of the world. I want you to see that. And the glory, splendor, magnificence, and excellence of them. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. In verse 10, then Jesus said to him, Go away, Satan, for it is written and forever remains written. You shall worship there's the word. You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him. Now, I want you to see something. Is First off, the devil comes to tempt Jesus with this. If it wasn't, if it wasn't true, it was, wouldn't be a temptation. But who possesses the kingdoms of this world? Who lords over the kingdoms of this world? You know, um, another scripture, I'm just going to duplicate this tab quickly and let's go up here to if you have your bible or are you making notes you can make a note of this um, we're going to ephesians chapter 2 and also want the amplified in this um, let's go down Amazing. Computers do their own thing sometimes. <laughs> On an earlier podcast, I was going, all right, computer only puts out what you put in, but <laughs> have you noticed sometimes it's got a mind of its own? Anyway, so in Ephesians chapter 2, and he says, And you he made alive when you were spiritually dead and separated from him because of your transgressions and sins, 
in which you once walked. You were following the ways, listen, of this world, influenced by this present age, in accordance with the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now, um, where am I? Lost my place. The spirit who is now at work in the, in the disobedient, the unbelieving, who fight against the purposes of God. Amongst the, among these unbelievers, we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, our behavior governed by the sinful self, indulging the desires of human nature without the Holy Spirit and the impulses of the sinful mind. We were by nature, listen to this, we were by nature children under the sentence of God's wrath, just like the rest of mankind. So I want you to see is that he... That in accordance in verse uh, ba, 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 verse two, I think it is yes, verse two. It he says in accordance with the prince of the power of the air or Satan, the spirit who is at now at work in the disobedient, the unbelieving, who fight against the purposes of God, amongst whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh. All right, indulging the desires of the human nature. So. Here we have now, he's telling us who actually rules. Another, another scripture, if you, can, if you want to, you can read in um, 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. Uh, let's just pull that up here. Boom. 1 John chapter 5. He, he actually says, the whole world lays under the sway of the wicked one. Remember the exact scripture. I was just thinking of it now, um, the exact verse. But um, never mind. You can go look it up. But it he, he says that that the whole earth is under under the control of the devil or under the control of the wicked one. I can't see it right now. Maybe I'll pop it into the notes later. So. We need to understand is that Satan controls these kingdoms and he has these kingdoms and that's why he can offer them. He offered them to Jesus. The devil took him on a very high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world. I want you to see that word, world. The word world there is cosmos, K-O-S-M-O-S. And the glory, the splendor, the magnificence, and the excellence of them. And he said to him, all these things I will give you. What? All the splendor, magnificence, excellence of the kingdoms of the world and their glory, I will give to you if you fall down and worship me. That worship there is not singing songs. We think that worship is always just singing songs. But he's not talking about singing songs here. Worship is... Who we are, who we prioritized, who is actually governing our life, who is the Lord of our life. Interesting, in Romans chapter 10, it says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The, there's declaring kurios, is K U R I O S. Kurios means, um, did I say that? K U R I O S. Kurios means owner, possessor. Um, Lord always speaks of somebody that owns territory or owns property, owns territory. No kingdom, no king has a kingdom if he doesn't have territory. Kingship means you have territory. Otherwise, you're just a king in, you know, in sort of a, uh, 
puppet place like Herod was. Herod didn't actually didn't own anything. The, the Romans had taken occupied and taken possession of the whole territory and therefore uh, he wasn't a king that actually ruled. He was a puppet king. And, you know, we've got to be careful we don't become puppet kings because Jesus is not. And so um, worship means that we have declared Jesus as the Lord of our life. Or Satan, the devil, was asking Jesus to worship him, to declare, to declare him Lord. And he said, I will give you all the kingdoms of the earth. And uh, it's interesting because the Bible tells us, oh, let me just adjust you. Um, the Bible tells us that the earth in its fullness belonged to the Lord. So what was, what was he talking about? Well, the word cosmos is actually systems or the cultures of the earth, the systems, the organizational structure of the world, not of the earth. There's, there's um, earth is uh, uh, terios and then cosmos. Cosmos is the systems, the kingdoms of the systems, not the not the um, earth, not the ground, but the systems. And oh, let me just go back a little bit. The Lord becomes Lord, possessor, owner of our lives. We don't own ourselves anymore, the Bible tells us, but He owns us. We, we are His property. He has the ownership of our life. He has possession of it. And so we are the territory that he wins. We are now, we carry within us the Garden of Eden. And through that garden, that environment, that, that culture of the kingdom of God within us, we begin to change the culture around us. Now, the devil wanted Jesus to bow down and worship him to actually get authority, be given authority of the kingdoms of this world. Jesus, excuse me, refuses because he goes, you shall only worship the Lord your God. There is only one king. There's only one king and his name is um, Jesus. Or, the, or the, the, the God of heaven is actually the ruler of his kingdom. And so we need to recognize that and, and worship him, not, not for the kingdoms of this world. We've been sent back into the earth, so we called out. To into his kingdom, to be sent back into the kingdoms, to influence the kingdoms. Satan knew that, the devil knew that Jesus was here as a king and that he was going to affect the kingdoms of the earth. And so he gives him, he gives him now a temptation. If he didn't possess them, he couldn't tempt Jesus with it. So the victory that we have in the world is... In 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, and he says this, he said, uh, verse 4, For whatsoever is begotten of God, listen to this, are you have you made Jesus the Lord of your life? Then you are begotten of God. In other words, you've been born into his family. You've been born into the rights, the privileges of his family. You've been born into the place of being a king. You've been born into the place of being a priest. And you've been translated into the kingdom of the son of his love. Okay. And he says, for whatsoever is begotten of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Faith is the key. Remember, faith is the key. Faith is the, 
is the the substance that or or the 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 force that keeps us connected or keeps us in the kingdom of God. It's by faith. Now, the thing that I want you to see is that when you look around you, and this is the problem with many in the church, many believers, they are so focused on the natural. They're so focused on the physical things, the natural things that we do, the, the, the natural things that they see, the natural things they experience, that they are actually disconnected in a sense from their position in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, you are a son of the kingdom. Okay, first off, you're a son of the kingdom. That's what Matthew chapter 13, Jesus was saying. You're a son of the kingdom. You've been sown into the earth to bring the influence that God's put within you into the cultures around you. You see, this this world here, cosmos, is the cultures of the world. It's the systems. It's the, it's the educational system, the, the medical system. It's the, the commerce system. It's the, uh, the governmental systems of this world, the political systems of this world, the economic systems of this world. All that is governed by is governed by the prince of the power of the air. And it all has its own culture. But we've been inserted back into these cultures with the kingdom of God within us to in fact influence all the cultures with the culture of the kingdom of God. We, we to bring in the, the values, the constitution, the, the, the directives, the influence, the presence, the especially the influence, which is the presence of God. The presence of God is the influence that we carry, and we are to influence the culture around us, the, the cosmos around us, the systems around us. That's why we can't go to church and sit in a meeting. We have to begin to get out of the four walls of our meetings and begin to go into the, the, the dimensions the, of, this, of these kingdoms, of these cultures, and begin to influence it. And he, he says that whatsoever is begotten or born of God overcomes the, this, this cosmos, these systems, these kingdoms that the devil was offering to Jesus. We overcome. We're God worshippers. We don't bow to the system. But when you allow yourself to be governed by what you see, what you feel, what you think. Um, I mean, based on what you have here, um, when you are governed by the cultures here, you are carnal. And the and Paul calls us mere men when we are fleshly, when we are carnal. When we are gravitating to the physical evidence, when we are gravitating to what we see, what we feel, what, we, what we're experiencing around us, when we measure ourselves by that, when we're more aware of that than we are of the spiritual, then we in fact are carnal. And he says, you're acting and are like mere men. You're not set. He says, I've got to feed you with milk again. I cannot feed you with the substance because substance of, of, of the wisdoms of the spiritual realm, the pneumaticos, spirituals, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and 3 talks about this. The substance of the spirituals, pneumaticos, is for the spiritually mature. Those and spiritually mature are those that are sensitive to understand and can apply practically the things of the spirit. The kingdom that we are in is a spiritual kingdom. 
We are kings and priests of a spiritual kingdom. You understand? It's not of this world. The culture of the kingdom of God is spiritual. It, it abides in our spirit man. And we've got to practically implement it into this realm without being affected by the cultures around us. If we are measuring ourselves by what we see, what we feel, what we, what we experience physically, and we're more conscious and more aware of that than we are of the spiritual realm, then we are governed by that, we are controlled by that, we are being moved by that, we are being directed by that, and we are not spiritual, and therefore we're not an influence. As so many Christians over the years, I, I talk to Christians and wherever they are, and they, and I, well, let me not get into that, but they typically are more focused on the physical realm. But God says we are to overcome the world. We're begotten over, and he says whatsoever is born of God overcomes, has the victory, defeats, conquers. Those are other words that are hooked up in other translations. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Our faith is the connector. Faith is the connection that we have as, as new creation beings, as, as believers, as disciples, as sons of God. Faith is our connection to the spirit realm. We know it's there because of faith. We know what's there because of faith. We receive what's there because of faith. We can see what's there because of faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and 5 talks about that. But chapter 5 says that we walk by faith and not by sight. So we walk by faith and not by the senses, not by our physical senses, what we see, feel. We direct everything. I, I, I read, I listen, I, I'm on forums and, and everybody is so governed by what they feel, what they see, what they hear. Um, in the physical realm, that they cannot understand and they get disconnected in a sense from what is in the spirit realm. They're not disconnected, but because they're not operating in faith. How do we know? What does faith tell us? Where do we find faith? Well, faith comes by hearing the word of God. So as we, as we look at the word, the word tells us what is in the spirit realm. And so as we look at the word, we become persuaded in our faith, in our representation of what is the kingdom of God. We understand what is there. The word tells you what is in the, in, in the, in the kingdom of God. The word tells you what the kingdom is. The word tells you who you are. And we need to believe that. I'm not moved by what I see around me. I'm not moved by what people are saying. I'm not moved by the cultures that I see around me. I, I know they're there, I know who rules them, and I know who controls them. But I also know that I am an overcomer because I'm born of God. I'm born into a new kingdom. I'm born into a new role. The role is I am born into being a king and a priest. I'm born into being a son, and a, 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 or you could be a daughter, but a son of the kingdom of God. We are there and we live there. That's where we need to be. And we are overcomers and we overcome because of our faith. If you're feeling defeated because of what's around you, then you need to readjust. You need to readjust. You need to readjust your thinking. You need to readjust where your faith is placed. You need to readjust where you are focused. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 1, Paul says, I do not want you to be ignorant, brothers, concerning spiritual gifts. 
That's what the, the authorized version says. The word gifts, you'll notice, is in italics, which means it doesn't appear in the original text. They added it for clarification, but the word doesn't appear there. The word spiritual there is the word pneumaticos. Pneuma, P-N-E-U-M-A, and then T-I-K-O-S, ticos. Pneumaticos, pneumaticos. And the word is um, spirit things or spirit principles or spirit truths but the word spirit things is is like as much clarity as you can get and he says concerning spirit things i do not want you to be ignorant and then he goes on to explain how these things work also and he's picking up from 1 corinthians chapter 2 where he says the spiritual man understands all things he knows how to how to receive it and how to implement it he understands spiritual things he says but the carnal man the social the, the soulish man the the natural man the natural man doesn't even get it that there is a spirit realm the the carnal man knows there's something but he can't access it but the spiritual man by faith accesses it. He learns and he implements it. He can in fact begin to affect, influence, impact those cultures, those kingdoms around. I want you to see the victory that we have is not over the, the terror firma, okay? It's not over the terios, which is the earth, but over the cosmos, over the systems. We go into systems and we bring influence. You are begotten of God. You have authority. You're a king. You're a priest. You're a son of the kingdom of God. You have authority. And that, when you recognize that, that's when your faith begins to work. You remember the centurion. So you have great faith that begins to work. So you can begin to reflect that. You radiate that. You represent that into the kingdoms of the world. And these kingdoms cannot be, they are a temptation to you, but you cannot worship them. If you begin to worship what you see, what you feel, what you hear, when you worship that, you're allowing it to possess and to own you. You do not want to do that. <laughs> because he says, I'll give you all the glory. And suddenly you have the splendor, you have the magnificence, you have the excellence of all these systems of the cosmos, of these cultures. You don't want that. He said, Jesus said, devil, get behind me because you worship the Lord your God only. So when you worship the king and you seek first his kingdom, in other words, you prioritize his kingdom as first in your life and your right relationship, your alignment in righteousness as a, as a new creation being, you are righteousness of God, not righteousness of the earth, but righteousness of God. You don't want to be right standing with what you see, feel around you, but you want to be in right standing with heaven with the kingdom of God, with the king and the government that's in heaven. When Pilate asked Jesus, are you a king? Um, yeah, when he, that's what he did. He said, are you, are you a king? And he said that you've rightly said it. But Jesus went on to say, my, my kingdom is not of this realm, of this dimension, of this earth. Otherwise, I would have been delivered. You have authority only because it's been given to you. Wow. Can you see how these things line up? But today I want you to see is that whosoever is begotten, born of God, you are born of God, and therefore you overcome, conquer, defeat, have victory over the systems of this world. You don't have to bow to it. You don't have to bow to whatever they're doing out there. 
You live by a different government. Listen to me. You live by a different economic system. You live by a different power and a different authority. You live by a, the universal, majestic power of God, authority of the King of Kings. You live by the, 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 the provision of heaven. That's why Paul could say, you know, in, in God, all things, every need is met according to his riches. <laughs> in glory, his glory is the, the culture of the kingdom of heaven. Glory to God. That's where your economic system is. Your political system is different. It doesn't matter what, what president, what prime minister, what, what government is in place, what party is in place, whether it's Brexit, exit, break, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is you are governed and measured and live according to the victory of a different government. Glory to God, a different government. And that's what Jesus was communicating to the devil. And that's what the word of God is communicating to you and I. We, we have victory, we, have, um, we overcome, we, we defeat, we are conquerors of the system because we live by a different system. Get your focus off the natural. Get your focus out. Stop being carnal, stop being carnal. It's not about what happens here on the earth. It's what happens there. That's what happens in the kingdom of heaven. When God says it, whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Listen to me. You have authority. Whatsoever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. What happens in heaven happens on earth. When you hear the Father speaking it, when you see, when you grasp what's in the, the spirit realm of the kingdom of God and you begin to implement it on the earth, it changes the culture around you. That's why Paul says, don't be conformed to this cosmos. Don't be conformed. Don't fall into its fashion. Don't allow it to dictate how you think, how you feel. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That sounds like repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Because he goes on to say, he goes on to say be, um, renew your mind because you're... Uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may live out, prove, that's the word li live out, by habit, by behavior, the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. You can begin to live out the kingdom of God because in the kingdom is his will. You want the will of God. You know, people all the time are asking me, what is the will of God? I don't know what the will of God is. I'm praying about the will of God for my life. And it's that easy. When his rule comes, when you find, when you step into his kingdom, I'm telling you, you begin to understand the will of God, the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. It's, it's not good and then acceptable and then perfect. It's all one thing, good, acceptable and perfect, powerful. You begin to, and that will is the influence. Listen to me. That's where you fit into the influence of the kingdom of God into the kingdoms of this world. It's powerful. Listen to me. The economy of heaven comes with the culture of heaven. You represent that. You, you, you don't have to try and get needs met. It's part of the culture that all these things shall be added unto you. Healing is part of the culture of the kingdom of heaven. That's a post that you can go and read. One of the posts is that Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom and healed all the sick. Why? It wasn't because he was focused on healing. I've been in the churches where they focused on healing, taught healing, 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 but they never told us why. And so some people got healed, some people didn't. 
And, and then we try and make excuses for it. No, we're not connected to the realm of the kingdom of God where it's part of the culture. It's part of the culture. If you are a begotten of God, you overcome the kingdoms of this world. Let me tell you something. You step out and you go, healing is part of the kingdom. It's mine. It's my inheritance. It's not something you're trying to attain and so you're trying to get 10,000 people to pray for you so that you can somehow sway God in, in His great greatness to come down and touch you with His power one more time. It's not like that. It's a mandate of the, of the government of heaven. If I can really get that through to you, it's a mandate. And yes, you know, sometimes our physical has to catch up with the spiritual. But that's what we do. It's by faith. By faith, we have the victory. By faith, we have overcome. By faith, we conquer these kingdoms in the earth. All right? So I want to really just leave that with you. Take those scriptures. I hope you wrote them down. If you didn't, listen to it again. Write down the scriptures. Ponder on it. Think about what I'm saying. And listen to it a few times. Listen to it a few times. Think about these, these things. Because just too much we see that the church believers you know, Christians are so focused on what's going on around them. Forget that. It's not what we see. I don't care what the devil's doing. I don't care what he's saying. I don't care what the governments of the earth say. My government, the government I represent, <laughs> his word is eternal in the heavens. The message of the kingdom government, the government of God, <laughs> The king, you understand, God's government is a king. It's a monarchy. That king says it, it's done forever. Eternal is his word. Forever established is his word. His word does not come void, it says. It's not in vain. What he sends, it accomplishes. Like, it says like rain comes and, and everything grows. The word comes and it affects. It has effect. Matthew chapter 13, Mark chapter 4, go read it again. How, if we receive that word, it has effect. But because it is eternal in the heavens, what the government says, is, but so we, if we disconnect from the government's word and we start connecting with what we see, our faith becomes nullified. Our faith becomes passive. Our faith becomes impotent. And so we cannot see the victory because now we're governed and we're worshiping the cultures around us. Don't do that. Listen to me. Don't do that. Worship the Lord your God only. Know who your government is. It's the king of kings. And you're a king representing that king. You're supposed to go into those systems of the world, the organizational structure of the world, the cosmos, and begin to change it. Have the victory by faith. All right? Great to have you all with me. I appreciate you hopping on uh, with my live broadcast today. And uh, I pray that if you need healing, God is going to touch your body and uh, relieve the pain, drive out disease and sickness and infirmity in Jesus' name, restore your body, bring prosperity and, and provision into your life, promotion into your life, because that's the kingdom of God. I pray that you'll get up off your knees from worshiping the systems of the world and begin to worship the King of Kings. <laughs> worship the King of Kings and begin to see God use you 
to change the cultures of this earth, of this world. All right? So thank you for being with me. God bless you. In Jesus' name, you are blessed. Amen. Till next time.